Hey, beautiful humans. It's time to stop sacrificing for everyone else and put you first. Are you feeling tired, stuck, or disconnected? Or maybe you're just looking to be the best version of you. I'm Mary Wong. And I'm Dr. Tanya Wild, and this is Embrace, Embrace You First, a podcast to help you thrive and not just survive. We are busy moms, successful entrepreneurs, and doctors in the field of natural medicine with over 40 years combined clinical experience. You're going to learn from our professional expertise and our juicy secrets that have helped thousands of men and women just like you. We are going to teach you practical and doable strategies on health, relationships, and career. So sit back, relax, and get ready to embrace you right now. Change your body, change your life. What a powerful quote. Today we have special guest Paul Walker, who's the owner and founder of Integrity Fitness, a nine-time award-winning world-class training facility for women. He has graced the fitness industry for over three decades and is well-known and respected fitness professional in all of Ontario. He has been featured on CB24 and other social media And every year he leads his team to inspire and motivate over 2000 women to achieve fabulous results. So Paul, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Appreciate that. So what is your biggest goal in uh, your, you know, fitness industry as a fitness coach, trainer? Sure. That's a uh, good question. So one of the, my main goals is that, uh, is to provide the proper type of leadership to, to my clients so they understand that, you know, when they come into the facility, I can be able to answer all their questions. And most of the time, that goal, it usually does not, I guess, revolve around, believe it or not, fitness. It actually revolves around more the mindset and getting inside and being in the right space so that you get the energy and motivation to train. So my biggest goal is to inspire people to look outside the box and take that 5% investment that we do put into our health because I dramatic, I believe from the deepest part of my soul that that affects the other 95% of our life. Right. Absolutely. So can you speak more to that? You know, what is the 95% that we're impacting? Well, at, at the end of the day, you know, we, we take our 5% of our health and we, we got to make sure to be our best selves, be our highest vibration selves. We have to be in the right space to make the right decisions, to be uh, strong, to be energetic, to provide energies for the ones we love, to be able to support the ones we love and even support ourselves. And so often that other 95% of our life, we're spent so much time, uh, I guess, adjusting and, you know, inundated with different types of decisions and tasks and goals and responsibilities that we can get so absorbed into that, that world that we're not taking care of ourselves. And then what happens is, is that I find that is that when we get too deep into that portion, that we start to feel a little bit fatigued. We don't show up well. I mean, how do we show up when we're tired? How do we show up when we're fatigued? How do we show up when we don't take care of ourselves? Not well. And then what happens is, is that we're out there in that, in the world and we're, we realize at some point in time, we're not being our best selves. We, we could be better. We could be, I guess, more energetic. We said something to our kids that maybe we shouldn't have said because we're a little bit tired or maybe one of our coworkers said something that made us kind of irk a little bit and we didn't talk to him for a few days because it bothered us. And it really isn't a reflection of our, who we are as a person. It just, it's a reflection of who we are as, as in terms of our state of mind, where we are and way we're taking care of our body. And I just firmly believe that if you spend 5% in, in investing in your health, eating well, taking care of your health, that you will get more to life and be more in a state of gratitude, more happy, uh, and just be, I guess, I guess have a better quality of life when you do do that. 
we love that and we completely and wholly align with that. So just um, looking at your own personal life, can you speak to that? Is this in relationship to your personal experience as well? Uh, 100%. Um, I was going back, I think it was, uh, I think it was about 2016. And, uh, you know, I just, I was trying to keep, I had two studios on the go at that particular time. I had, you know, maybe two or 3000 clients. I had a team of about 30 people and I realized, you know, down the road through hearing things that the way I was showing up was also the way I was meeting my team. My team wasn't, you know, following uh, necessarily what was coming in my mouth, my words, they were following more my actions. You know, I, I was coming in stressed and I was not showing up well to the ladies. I was coming into the room tired and I wanted to, you know, motivate the inspire. And it was more, I felt like I was forcing the energy and forcing the positivity. I was forcing everything. And even your home life, it starts to become a little bit more stressed. You go home and you're grumpier. And uh, I started to realize that, you know, even just exercising is not enough to keep ourselves in that right place. I was sure I was you know, lean, I was fit, uh, I was working out six days a week, but I wasn't completely invested uh, mentally and physically into being ready to attack the days. So uh, I got myself involved into a lot of podcasts. I got myself into a lot of projects that involved getting myself set up in the right state of mind. And then I realized that 5% is not just working out. It's your mental state, it's your emotional state, it's the way you eat, and the way you take care of your body. So the high protein diets and, you know, eating vegetables and you know, starving yourself off on carbs wasn't working for me. Uh, I even got into the, you know, uh, I got into the DNA and, and, and working with people that in terms of supplementation, I was going to say the company, I don't want to do that, but I just, I got involved with that. And, and I want, realized that working with my genetics also helped me be in the right place. And that was also another 1% in there. And then I basically sat there and said to myself, Hey, this is a full round, uh, to take a full picture of this whole, I guess, fitness and health side of things, it's more than just working out that we have to look after ourselves in the big picture. And that is eating right, getting up, starting your day off with a good morning routine. That's all part of my mental health, which is mm -hmm. also imp impacting my physical health at the same time. So once I had done that, I felt like I just became, I guess, more involved in a better leader. And then uh, it just, my community grew. And, uh, and then from there, I just become more connected to people. And I guess I have better relationships from it. So meaning that when you changed the way you were doing things, you, your business actually grew, you had better relationships. So can you speak to what happened when you were not your best self, when you came in grumpy and tired and, you know, just following your diet and lifestyle stuff, just strictly, like what did that look like the before and then the after? We'd love to hear about that. Good question. Um, I'm going to be completely transparent and uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, Inside, it, it just it, you're, you you do a lot of judging and complaining and assessing, and you just you just the language you use for yourself inside is terrible, right? So when I was in that place, the, the, the physically I was working out and I got a good workout, but that that was a very short lived type of thing. But mentally, the language I was using myself uh, was terrible. I mean, what does I that mean? The, but like, give us went, specifics. I, okay. If you're okay I, with that. No, I, I went to a, uh, I, get to, I guess I went to a nice uh, motivational conference and the, one of the questions they asked, and I'll never forget it, was write down something you're proud about of yourself. And I couldn't think of one thing in my life that I was proud of. 
And I was ashamed of the fact that I couldn't do that. Uh, you know, it, all the positive parts they were trying to get out, I just couldn't find anything good in my nature. I had been so rough on myself. And every time I accomplished something, it was never good enough. I had to do it better. Or I had to move forward. Or uh, and you and you may, may understand is that when you're out in the public, you 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 listen to. There's a lot of criticism. You know, there's there's people that love what you're doing. There's people that were, you know, very critical of what you're doing. And that language was just become a part of who you became. Um, and uh, and when I realized I couldn't be proud of something, I realized that that you know, hey, being fit is not the be all end all. Having nine percent body fat and having abs means nothing. Nobody gives two beeps about that, right? It's about how I was showing up and how happy I was myself. And then when I made myself happy, I was able to make others happy because I was listening. I was more grateful. I was absorbing their energy. I was understanding them more. I was connecting with them more because I was coming from a different place inside. Love that. Wow. And what's interesting with that is you were already having a very successful career, even inside of that negative conversation with yourself. Right? I was not mentally healthy. Um, and that's where I, I, my business pivoted uh, in, at back then is that I was starting to relate that, you know, let's not talk about exercise, fitness and health. It's part of the mental part of things, but is getting my clients mentally prepared and excited to train so that they can actually look forward to actually working it and they love working it and they do it for themselves. We stop worrying about weight loss. We stop worrying about having abs. We stop worrying about being skinny. We had a different language and I changed the language inside of my studio to be more reflective of, you know, just like the ones we have behind us, right? It's just you invest in yourself because it makes you a better person. You invest in yourself so you show up better. And fitness is just one part of that tool. You need to be well-rounded. And then what I did was branch out to other professionals like yourself and connected them to people that would make them feel better both emotionally and physically. Mm. So it sounds like the cornerstone uh, habit or um, shift that you had was like the incorporating the mental-emotional side. Um, that was the biggest shift for you. 100% it changed my life. Um, I was, you know, always chasing, uh, you know, the next new cool exercise or the next new cool routine or the next new cool program. Um, and I think that's what we, a lot of us do, but uh, most of us don't really chase being prepared mentally uh, and being satisfied, happy with themselves. And it mm. broke, breaks my heart when I interview women and I talk to women and, you know, I, they can't, I can see that they can't find that happy place in themselves. That they've been such, you know, they've invested so much into their kids and so much into their families and they've invested so much and they just can't find that peace and love with themselves to just love who they are. And, you know, they, who they are as a person doesn't change because of the way they're shaped or the fact that they're not, I guess, as fit as the person that's working at beside them. They, you know, seeing that they are there to take care of their health and love themselves for who they are today became more important to me than actually the way their body shape changed over the course of time. And what happened was, is my clientele started to change over the course of time when people were starting to come in and I was not that person that came in and say, Hey, listen, let's lose 10 pounds in one month. I, I flat out say, Hey, that's not me. Uh, let's get you set up mentally. Let's get you set in the right place because you're going to lose your 10 pounds. That's not, that's not hard. You guys know that if you eat well and you are, you're active, you're going to lose the weight. But staying motivated, staying engaged, enjoying it, that's a different thing. And it's hard to do that and be consistent all the time. And that's my primary goal is to help women be consistent and motivated, inspired all the time. Not because they want to lose 10 pounds, because it feels good and helps them make a better person. 
That's mm. fantastic. So I'm hearing from you, you are, one of your goals is to kind of teach women to love themselves as they are now. Cause that's a big question. You know, can we love ourselves now as we're trying to change our bodies versus trying to get to that end point goal and then loving ourselves and then still wanting to lose another 10 pounds? Well, yeah. and then to, uh, you know what? And I love that you said that Tanya, because listen, Paul was there. He was like, what did you say? Nine uh, percent body fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And like, did that make the difference for you? Right. Being like totally upper echelon of health and, you know, right? and people <laughs> aspire to be that. And then are you happy then? You weren't right. So a lot of people don't know this. One of my, uh, I guess, I guess going way back and, and I guess and, and people don't, I guess, understand this, but the pain, the label I put myself on when I was a child, because I was the fattest kid in school for years and years. I was oh, picked wow. on. I was bullied. I was at the point where I had, I was actually having to find different exits in my school to, to kind of hope that the bullies weren't there ready to beat me up because I was so fat. And the, the names they called you back then, um, you know, it was just, it was just a terrible place to be. And uh, it, it scarred me. I mean, at the end of the day, it was very scarring. And because I, I, where I was at 12, 13, 14 years old, um, that label I put on myself never went away. I did fitness shows, never went away. I did competitions, never went away. I got the 9% body fat, never went away. You know why? Because nobody cared. You know, people just care who you were as a person, how I was showing up with them. Sure, I got to be a great role model and, and be healthy and, and, and be the part. But at the end of the day, that label that and that pain was so great uh, that that helped me talk to women that were out there that were wrestling with their weight, wrestling with their identity because they associate that, you know, that who they should be physically, aesthetically, you know, that's who they think they should be. And we were connected to that. And I go two ways with that to answer that question. I'm sorry. It's long winded. One it's maybe we something we've done and we've labeled ourselves and we have to find that label. What caused that pain that, cause I've, I've got women in here that got to like, 15% body fat and they still feel like they're fat. Right? Right. I've got to women that are 30% body fat that are loving themselves and hugging themselves every single day. What's the difference between the two of them? Was it the label with some sort of pain in the past? Not sure, but that's what you have to kind of connect with and, and understand the language that you use for yourself is the most important part of how, how you're going to feel. But the second part of that, really when it comes down to it, is that we don't feel good and we're aware of that when we're not really trying, we're not really investing in our health. So, you know, if we're out there and we're not taking care of our health or we're not exercising, we know that, right? We know we're not trying and deep down inside, it's not that I feel overweight. It's just the fact that I'm not really investing in my health and even trying, right? So that's where the mental block I find comes in where people come in, they're very shy, uh, they're very timid. They're sometimes a little bit, maybe a little ashamed. And I can tell that the language that they're using with themselves is something we have to attack. So we have a nice deep conversation and we understand, you know, are they judging themselves? What words are they saying themselves? Are they struggling mentally when they're in that workout? Do they feel defeated, right? Because you don't want to feel defeated. That's, that's the number one way to kill anybody's motivation. So we have to find the language and change the language. So usually when I talk to a, a client, it'll challenge them on the words that they're using, right? So if they're harsh words, we'll change the language, right? And then we get them to accept that if they're investing, they're trying, they're, they're, they're actually putting in the work that 
whoever they blossom into, that's their beautiful self. And we, and we, with the mindset that we have, that's what we're trying to get them to accept who they are. And they just love themselves for who they are that day. Right. At the end of the day, if you're not investing in yourself, you're always going to feel like you could have done more. Does that make sense? hundred percent. And, you know, as you're speaking, I'm like, wait a minute, I need to work out with you. <laughs> because you've pivoted. You're not in, you know, you're, you're in Vaughn, right? The, the actual gym was in Vaughn. Anyway, the point is, um, you know, the old way people went physically to a gym and now people are pivoting online. So it's like, oh my gosh, you could be in Timbuktu and I could like work out with you. So you, you need to tell our viewers and our listeners where to find you for one. And of course, we'll have it in our show notes, which is embraceyoufirst.com. So check out the episode for Paul Walker. Um, but where do we find you? Well, I am in Vaughn. Uh, I've been in Vaughn now for about uh, 33 years. I train just women. I'm at the corner of Highway 7 and 27. We have a nice facility, beautiful facility. Uh, and we basically do do in-studio training that we do large groups of ladies, 15, 18 ladies. We have pivoted to an online program. Our online program encompasses a few things. It's the virtual training, uh, which you get. So hopefully I like to have you ladies on our, our, our workouts one of these days. Uh, and we have about 200 ladies on that program. Uh, and then we also have the coaching program that we're going to be doing a little bit of, you know, personal mental and fitness health challenges that we do. We're just going to start one up very shortly. Uh, awesome. And if you, if you really want to, you get at me at integrity fitness underscore world-class. Uh, it seems to be the primary way that people like to communicate with me now is through DMs. Uh, and I love to do DMs, but it's also a great place because that's where I'm kind of sharing where I am emotionally uh, physically and, and, and setting out some goals and challenges for everybody. And, and that's where I like to connect. So, you know, yesterday's goal was a very, uh, very big post of mine. So we get into adversity. So I made a very post about that. And the ladies were sharing about how they feel about their pain, where they are with COVID. And, uh, you'd be surprised how many conversations I have with ladies and connect with ladies just over DM. And then next thing you know, uh, they come in the studio and I get the pleasure of meeting them. That's fantastic. And, you know, with your gym and the way you work, are you working with women that are, let's say, pregnant or even trying to conceive or postpartum? Do you get those kinds of women? Uh, I, I, we do have some ladies that do have doctor's clearances to train in here. My program is really not, um, I would love to be able to bring the branch that into the program. Uh, the, you know, the pre, no, post, yes, we help women after they've had their babies. That's what we specialize in. Actually, to be honest with you, oh. most of our clients are, I would say 90% of our clients are moms. Uh, most of our clients are trying, ladies trying to get back to that where they were at one particular place in time. And our job here is to train. And, and I, I just believe this. I just think uh, women should be trained differently than a man. The conversation, the narrative, the goals, the energy systems are all different. So when the women are in our community and they see just women in the community, they tend to relax and open up. And then they start to, uh, I guess, I guess connect with other women in the community that are women that are just like themselves that are reflecting their emotions, their, I guess, their mindset and everything else. And we create this community. And now the women are actually talking. And it's not a surprise. Many of our clients out here have created their best friends from right here in the studio just because they're connecting on the same, I guess, level and vibration. 
Wow, that's awesome because, you know, I, I love that there is that connection, that energy, because we know, and we've talked about it in past episodes, where connection, true connection will increase our resilience. It will boost our immune system. Hello, we're in the pandemic, right? And then it and also in research, it shows that it increases longevity. So I can't imagine a better place to actually be in a community to do fitness and looking at it from more than just the physical angle. So totally thank you for that yeah thank you very much i wanted paul on here because over the last 16 years of being in practice in the vaughn area i've heard such good feedback from patients and then i've heard continued feedback as i say you know how's the virtual platform because really what are patients doing now right And, and a lot of patients unfortunately they were at a gym and then they feel stuck so it's super helpful to have that community feel and to have you continuing to do it um, virtually. How do you find, do you feel like you are able to connect? I mean, I've heard good feedback, but how about on your end, Paul? That was one of the pivots. Um, I'm, I'm a very in-person, um, I'm a lovey-dovey guy. I love them. I'm a hugger. I like to connect. I'm the high five guy. And, um, you know, I'm a team player. That's, that's the biggest thing. And I think the most painful part of the whole process was that was taken away from me. Uh, you know, that connectivity that, you know, being there and, and part of the pivot was just actually finding ways to connect women, uh, to find ways to connect ourselves to uh, their goals and be, I guess, emotionally attached to them. And it's hard when you're on the side of the screen and, you know, virtual, you know, at the end of the day, it was very cold. So finding different ways, like one of the things we did is we got into coach programs where everybody's on camera, everybody's there, they can see each other, we can communicate and text and talk. Uh, We've created quite a few uh, different ways where the women actually get together and I call things a challenge. Uh, But really when it comes to the challenge, it's just my way to engage women into the community. And then once we're in the community, I have a, uh, we have a great group connection and we meet every week on Zoom. We talk on Zoom. We create partnerships and relationships on Zoom. We connect on Instagram and we try to build that community. And that kind of made me feel a little bit better. So we kind of, I guess, explore that. And uh, that's the biggest part. And then when the ladies came back in, it it was just epic to have that here. But and you guys might understand it, being connected and, and trying to get to women emotionally and being real and personable, the only way you do that is you just got to be yourself and share as much as you can. And that's, that's where I had the hardest time and that's where I've changed the most, where I've actually shared a little bit more about me because uh, I'm used to telling people about me. I'm used to meeting people about me. Uh, but just being over a camera and sharing, it's like you, you, you two are beautiful at that. Um, and just being open. And that's when I start to create dialogue with other people, right? Thank you. Oh my gosh. So awesome. I think it's almost like it enhances communication in some ways. If there is this feeling of disconnect, but you know, the pauses for some people are uncomfortable. So you get to hear a lot more and uh, it's, I guess it's easier for the personality who it like the talking personality, the ones who are a little bit more timid and shy away. You're, it's great that you're creating these like platforms to help everybody be involved. So great feedback. It's awesome. You know, I I just have to jump in here and say, (laughs) when we asked Paul to be on the show, it's like, Oh, think of some questions that we should cover. Right. (laughs) And we, and just so you know, we have covered (laughs) covered many of them. them. (laughs) And it is so awesome because it's it's, it's deeper. It's like, you know, getting right to the soul of it. And Mm -hmm. yes, I mean, but you know, this is a good question in terms of like, you know, the looking at the heavier, the resistance, the stronger, the muscle, you know, kind of like that. So it's like, well, what does that mean? I think it's a good thing to look at. And, you know, talking about 
muscles under tension, like working it out until failure. Like, I think that's cool, but it's a very physical aspect of it. So since we're on that topic, you might as well answer this piece anyway, but I just love it that we went way beyond. Yes. So tell us how your five timeless strength training principles, how they relate to the, um, you know, and, and improve mental health and personal growth. Talk to those. Sure. Um, well, I'm, I don't know. Are you guys quote monsters? I'm a quote monster. I'm a Love huge it. quote yeah. monster. Yes. I'm a quote monster, right? And uh, I find quotes help get people through different parts of pain and, and, and that type of thing. And one of the quotes I wanted to share with everybody out there when they're listening uh, that I try to explain to ladies. And now, whether it's just true or not, uh, I heard it through, you know, a blog through uh, Harvard University that emotion only lasts 90 seconds. Emotion only lasts 90 seconds. Hmm. So if you are in a point of pain, after 90 seconds, you are choosing to be at that point of pain. So if you don't feel good about yourself, sure, that last 90 seconds. But if you still don't feel so good about yourself five, 10 minutes later, you are choosing to be in that place. So before I get into that, that part is I just want to share with ladies that you have the opportunity every 90 seconds to change the way you feel about yourself, your mood, your state. You can make decisions, right? And if you're staying in that place that you're unhappy, if you're staying in that place and happy, remember that. Say that. Now, I'm going to say this quote that I, I always tell everybody that I love. Can I share a quote? Absolutely. All right. By Susan Taylor's. Thoughts are energy, and you can make or break your world by your own thinking. Right? Something that got me through some tough times. So when I'm in a down place, my thoughts are controlling my world. That emotion lasts 90 seconds, and all I have to do is change where I am, my place, my mindset, or my activity instantly change my thought process about myself so if i want to get in a positive place i'm not motivated to work out i'm not inspired to work out that i can actually choose that decision to be that way in 90 seconds and it's all up here so it's just a matter of getting things done. sorry i didn't answer your question i, I love that it. oh, it's okay that's you know fantastic <laughs> it, it, this is again i love going off tangent that's that's how we roll to talk totally. to Tanya and I. <laughs> because i'm looking at the time i'm like oh darn it we're like getting close to the end we have like four minutes left so in four minutes or actually in three minutes you can talk about your five times um strength training principles (laughs) sure all right so basically willpower is like strength so the idea is that when you want to get stronger you have to put in what you have to put in the reps right so to put in the reps you're not going to, I guess, be stronger after one workout, two workouts, three workouts, is that you get stronger when you put the muscles time under tension over a consistent period of time. And the same thing goes with your physicality, your mental fitness, is that you're not going to get stronger from one day, two days, is that you need to be consistent and put in that work on a daily basis to get stronger mentally and physically. And if you consistently put in that work and you consistently put over that, that, that energy and that time in the gym, your muscles get stronger. They will get larger. They will get better. And the same thing with your mindset. If you consistently put effort in, you get that daily routine. You get up in the day. You maybe say your meditation. You say your prayer. You get up and do your stretch. You work out. You eat your food. You eat your healthy fats. You do that stuff. And you do that consistently. You will then find yourself mentally and physically growing. But, but, and I don't use the word but, you forget everything you say before that what I, everything I said beforehand but if you don't use it time under tension you lose it right so if you're not strength training and you stop training you start to lose it if you stop the good habits over a period of time you start to lose the progress 
So you've got to keep going and keep working through this. And at the end of the day, the most important part about the whole process is that if you invest in yourself and you work at every single day and you put in the reps and you're consistent with your reps, you'll be happy with where you are as a person. And the same thing goes true mentally. If you put in the reps and you do the time and everything else, it's tough. And I'm not saying to do it all at once. It's not so easy to go into the gym and, and do five days a week of an hour a day. But if you just do three days a week and then you do 40 minutes and you do 50 minutes or you get up in the morning and you spend one minute and you just do a prayer or you do a meditation three, four times a week, you grow mentally to a place where you are very happy with yourself and you're very grateful for where you are and you work out not because you have to, you work out because you can. You're actually doing in those reps in the morning, not because you have to, it turns you into a more beautiful person at the end of the day. And then when you go downstairs to your, with, your, with your kids or your husband or your partner or whoever it is, you just feel more grateful in their presence. Their presence enriches you and then you just have this positive energy and that energy flows into your day. Love it. And you did that in three minutes. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to get down in three minutes. I can talk too much. So. <laughs> no, it's awesome. the same and you're awesome. Yeah. So time, patience and consistent resistance is progress. Yes. And you did an yes. amazing job kind of summarizing all of that. So thank you. Thank you so much. What have you done recently in the biggest way to fill up your cup? I read a book by Tommy Baker uh, a while back, uh, The 1% Rule. And uh, the 1% rule is just try to get 1% better every single day. And what I've done is that I've actually started off with a morning routine. And uh, that morning routine has grown. I'm very selfish in the morning, by the way. The first hour of the day is my time. Uh, And that's what fills my cup is that when I leave that room and I go downstairs with my family, uh, I'm in that happy place. And that consists of, you know, my morning stretches, my meditation, my journaling, uh, my fasting, uh, healthy fats right out of bed, uh, my lemon water, all these things to create myself in that place. And I don't turn this on, right? This is the other thing is I unplug this. Uh, until For I those that are listening, she, he's pointing to his cell phone. Sorry, yeah, my phone. I unplug. I <laughs> take that phone. Up, I disconnect nice. that. So I turn it on for my insight timer meditation and that is it. Uh, and, nice. And I a little bit every time. So you start with a small routine, right? Little ones, and then you make your routine better. Now I branched off into Wim Hof uh, uh, breathing. Oh, are you doing that? Oh my gosh, I can't. I'm trying. I can't. Yeah, I can't. It's tough. I'm not gonna lie. Oh my god! I get in that shower and I'm like, oh, all right, two minutes of cold. Oh, yeah. So invigorating. Uh, <laughs> have you done it? Yes. You I have done like it. it. I've yeah, done it. No, I don't like it at all. I don't. Yeah, because I'm. Yeah, I prefer warm, but it's it's fantastic. Yeah. And self, yes. selfish is selfless. I have yes. to reiterate that selfish yes. time yes. is selfless because then, as you say, you show up so much better for other people. So. And self-love. Yes. And self-love, yes. yes. Oh, my God. Yes, yes, yes. All that self-love is important. Self-integrity, self-love, invest in yourself because it just makes you a better person. Awesome. Take the time for yourself, ladies. Every day, take some time for yourself. Thank you for joining us. Click subscribe, like, and share. Please comment and suggest topics you want us to cover. Until next time, ask yourself how you're going to embrace you first today. For more podcasts, check out embraceyoufirst.com and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.